Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. At this point, if you don't know who it is, you better ask somebody. It's your boy, DJ Billy A. And across the way from me is my man, a hundred grand, posted in front of his microphone stand. Why don't you tell him who you am, my friend? Oh, me? Yes, you. Please. Oh. Please. You know, when, when you feel like it, whenever. Hello. Whenever the mood strikes you. What's going on, man? This is some somber music, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I like it though. It sounds cool. Is this that new Greaves? Yeah, I got hit you with something. You know what I'm saying? This is it. <laughs> it's just gonna. I gotta keep re- it real. Requires yeah. the night voice. Hey. Spent way too many days stuck on this grind. There used to be a time I cared, but now I don't mind. Life events created. This person you see in life events created the person that I need to be. I can't worry about others. I can't take care of my own. And the pain I felt, it cut me deep to the bone. It ripped and tore and brought me to my knees. Took me to a place I couldn't believe. Everything was dark and I couldn't see the light. Climbing to get out, I reached with all my might. And every time I pull myself up, I got dragged back down Like a little kid by a psycho sewer clown Fending off the demons and the thoughts in my head Avoiding the pressures of alcohol and meds Lying to my friends and putting on a happy face I haven't slept in days, stuck in my darkest place Ah. Mm. Mm. Now that's from the... That's one of the instrumentals off the Canopy album, the Greaves Canopy album, right? Yeah. Okay, which one? Which one was that? I like that. I like that. Do you remember the name off the top of your head? Bad Times. Bad Times. I also did. I also wrote. There's ve- that. I, we love Greaves. You and I have both talked about, professed our love for the artist Greaves, how much we enjoy his albums. We've seen him live twice. Confirmed. Um, and so when he announced that this album was coming, I was incredibly, incredibly, incredibly excited because I thought, oh man, he's during quarantine, he's been incredible. You and I talked about how quiet he's been. No new singles, no new announcements of any album coming or tour dates. So this was kind of a surprise, like, hey, Canopy, drop it on this day. And so I remember hitting you up like, oh, yo, it's here, it's here, it's here. And I listened and I skimmed 30 seconds, 40 seconds, no lyrics. Okay, maybe that's an intro. Track two. Okay, no no lyrics, no lyrics. Maybe this is just him. He, he he makes beats. All right. Track three, track four, track nope. No lyrics. It's an all instrumental album. I mean, you're getting a, a little bit of vocal piece here, but that's about as much as you get. So I remember hitting you up going, yo man, new uh new greaves is a disappointment. And you're like, already shit! It just came out like five minutes ago. <laughs> like and I but I was just skimming and once I realized there's no vocals, but I was wrong, man. It's uh the instrumentals are good. 
And it inspired me to write. I actually wrote a verse and a little hook to one and uh, put it on Instagram, made a video and put it on Instagram. Clearly, you were inspired and and wrote to it. And that, so that was actually just an old verse I had. You took a verse. Well, it worked though, right? So you immediately heard that beat and thought, "Yo, it'll work. It'll work for that shit right there, right?" I thought it worked. No, it did. What work. did you guys think? I, yeah, hey, give us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Shut up, Savage. Just do jokes. Quit being <laughs> a fucking singing clown. <laughs> that sewer clown line was nice though. A little nod to it. I like that. Like that was cool, man. But no, you know what? In hindsight, going back now um, and listening to this album, it's funny because I'll put it on as like background noise because I do a lot of driving for work. And I think I told you that there were moments where I'd forget and it would just be going. And I'd hear a beat go, yo, man, Greaves would kill this beat. He would just absolutely murder this beat. He'd go, duh, Bill. Yeah, he should. He made it. It's his beats. Like, it's a whole album of just instrumentals that he made. Um, I could totally hear Greaves on this. Yeah. That makes sense. It's his. Yeah. Um, he, it just totally fits his style. I think what would be dope is he gave us all the instrumentals. I don't think it's ever been done in hip hop for someone to release an instrumental album. And then it'd be cool if he turned around and wrote to it and actually made songs and then released this album, re-released it, tracks in the exact same order, nothing changed, but with lyrics. I think it would be dope. I don't think it's ever been done. I don't think he'll do that, but it would be pretty incredible because man, uh, I love these grooves. I think the beats are dope. I think the keyboards are nice. They're programmed well. And I think it's just a shame that some of them are vocalists. Like, they're screaming for vocals. Like, And that's why I wrote to it. That's why you felt inspired to take your lyrics and put it to it. But uh, I don't know, man. He, he's been more on the production side. Like, he's been very excited to announce that he's done singles for other people where he's not rapping on them. He just did the beats. And you and I, as being fans, I'm happy that he's happy. But the flip side to that is I want another damn Greaves album. Right, you right. Know, I want lyrics, dude. He, he's a lyricist. He sings. He raps. I relate to his subject matter. I think you do as well. Um, so I'm missing that right now. And we're kind of in, I don't want to call it a drought, but we're in a bit of a, a lull musically. Like we got I, a couple weeks back, I talked about the new Evidence album dropped and that I that I copped the vinyl because I love that album so much. Um, I think Te- Tech Nine's been dropping some singles, um, but there hasn't been a heck of a lot for for how long we were locked down. I just envisioned that at this point, we would be getting flooded with so much music, like we wouldn't know what to do with ourselves, but it's the opposite. It's the TV shows and the movies that are coming fast and furious, and the music is kind of shut down. Like we're get- it's quiet, it's quiet. You know, we talked about how when the world shut down, all of a sudden we just got inundated with just nonstop music drops. We right were in the like beginning of the right quarantine. in the beginning of the yeah. quarantine. It was just like left and right, just singles and stuff. Like Locksmith dropped every week for like twenty weeks. Like people were dropping singles left for and almost right. a year. He yeah, you know that, what yeah. I mean. So like it was just nonstop music stuff. And for us, the only person we didn't hear from was Yellow Wolf. And, and Greaves. Then, and, and, and Greaves. Yeah. Um, and then and then the music kind of stopped. Yeah. And we were getting into the spot. We're like, all right, entertainment's coming back, and it's coming back big, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Yellow Wolf went off in April. He dropped yeah, yeah. everything that he did for the last 2020 when everyone else was dropping left and right. Right. He dropped, like, five albums in, what, two months? That was insane, yes. Yeah. I've and, never and, seen and, anything like and, that. And yeah. we didn't love... Them all. We didn't love everything, but right. he did his thing, and that you know, oh. and 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 at, at the end of the day, we got Mudmouth, which to me is Incredible. I don't know about you, but it's unless something rad randomly changes in the next six months, that's my album of the year. Uh, it's it's for sure top three. It, 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 I told you I'm loving this Evidence album and so, right now and, a lot. And so, regardless, a great album. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. so, but then we really haven't had any music. No. Like hear a single, there a single, hear an album, maybe hear you know, but not a lot. No, like no. it's been quiet for months. Yeah, like the things I'm listening to right now are things that came out in April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or March. Like yeah, right. I haven't heard anything right. in June. I didn't hear anything really so far in July. No. Uh, you the know, new Evidence albums, the first new album in quite a while, and we just got an Atmosphere EP with like four songs that right. I'm enjoying yeah. like last week. Yeah. But this is all like within like the last month. Like prior to that, yeah, it's been a ghost town musically. Like it's really, really quiet lately. We we got, we got, uh, if you don't mind me using a sports term, pump faked. 
Yeah. On the Mount Westmore stuff. I don't know. I saw an interview with Ice Cube because he's now going around and promoting uh, the Big Three. The Big Three is back. Their season is back. So he's making the rounds on all the usual radio stations and TV shows and or interviews, uh, news news programs, and promoting the Big Three. And one of the radio DJs asked, yo, where are we at with Mount Westmore? And he gave that typical standard bullshit answer that I don't want to hear. Like, I don't want to fucking hear... Oh, you know, we're just trying to make sure it's perfect and we're getting all our ducks in a row and making sure that everything's laid out just right so that when we do drop it on y'all, it's going to be perfect. But it's coming. It's coming. I don't want to hear that. Don't give me that bullshit. Because any momentum they had in this music industry, in this music environment, where, right, it's all social media driven and all stream driven, you got to strike while the iron's hot. Any momentum that they had coming off that Too Short and E-40 battle, where Too Short let it slip that the Mount Westmore album was coming, which I felt like was calculated, and then they performed the song that Kato on the track did the beat for, they performed it at that Triller boxing match, they came out and did a song, and then they announced that they were making a music video for that song, and then it's just been nothing, just dead, no... No posts about the album, no pictures, no talk of a single release date. We didn't even get a single. They just performed the song live. So any momentum they had, any heat they had going into that album, they've lost it all. Like, have you heard anybody even mention? That's the first mention I've heard of Mount Westmore was when Cube was going around promoting the big three and the dude was like, what's up with Mount Westmore? Oh, and is Dr. Dre still on there? Because, you know, people were asking if Dr. Dre was going to be on the album, which he is, apparently. Um, But... Yeah, I haven't even thought about Mount Westmore until I heard that. I've kind of given up on that, and it's crazy. Like, they had an opportunity to drop that and have their have a lane where there was nothing else like it. They would have just dominated, and they let that moment slip. Dude, it's gone now. Like, I don't know if people care as much if it drops in September, unless they have another big promotional something crazy to push it to get people excited again. I'm not excited anymore. I'm, I'm like over it now at this point. Fuck you guys. You told me June. We're now almost to August and I've got not even a single. Screw you guys is how I feel basically. All right. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I would, Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. This has been Bill on music. I just, it's, it's frustrating, man. Uh, you know hey, how let, badly we want let it. Me just, let me just tell you, yeah. uh, sir. Here's here here's here's my music disappointments right now. Okay. E40, Too Short, Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube. Right. We get this we get it gets blown out of the water. It gets it leaked. This is coming Mount Westmore. They're telling us summer. Right, right. We haven't gotten a single. We haven't gotten anything like I'm like this is like this is like almost like the perfect thing that that our generation of music hip hop listeners like this is this is it this is what we're waiting for right 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 you know and they're just gonna we, give us an album and we don't yeah. get shit and we yeah. haven't heard anything and we haven't and and I'll tell you what man it gives me real bad fucking helter skelter vibes yeah 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 like the 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 Dre Q project that never happened to this so I'm not I'm not I'm with you man I'm like if it comes now. Now you better bring it, because I'm already got a little sour taste in my right, mouth. Right, absolutely, yeah. Okay. Number two. Dr. Dre goes into the hospital. We're thinking he's going to die. Right. He comes out. He's remotivated. He's dedicated. All these people are hooking up with him. We're doing all this stuff. We haven't heard shit in months. No. Nothing. That's, that's typical Dr. Dre, though. I didn't expect too much from that. but uh, Well, I, here's the thing. Is, I want is, that King I know that's, track. I know that's typical Dre, but I thought, man, man, he almost died. And now he's coming off a divorce. Yeah. Maybe he's going to do something. He's pissed and he's refocused. Maybe he's refocused and rededicated, yeah. right? Nope. Yeah. 0 for 2, music world. Yeah. Okay. And I'll tell you what. Number three. Tell you what I'm not happy with. Yeah. Fucking Jelly Roll. Yeah. I know I talked about this. He's released way more tour dates. Still nothing west of Colorado. He did add some more. Yeah, I nothing. saw that too. Nothing, yeah. man. And I yeah. just, like, it's three things to me. Like, it's very frustrating because... This is the first time where we've had somebody that we support and we champion, we advocate for. Yeah, yeah. Right? And 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 I, and I and I said it before like maybe there's a reason. I don't know what it is. But I'm telling you, man. There's Jelly Roll would have Okay, Jelly Roll 
no problem selling out Harlow's. Oh, not at all. I don't think he'd have yeah. a problem selling out or getting close to selling out um, Ace of Spades. Depending on who's on the billing with I'm him, I don't think you, it like, would be an issue. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that would be an issue, dude. If he came out here and he had Jelly Roll, Struggle Jennings, Adam Calhoun, that thing would sell out, dude. Yeah, I believe so. It believe would, so. man. I'm I just think telling so. you that it, it, it's three thousand people. Yeah, that's what or eighteen or twenty eight hundred plus whatever. It, it would. And Sacramento's just hungry for concerts yeah. or anything. We 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 we're, we're kind of the bottom of the barrel when it comes to you know people are going to go to the Bay or LA before they come to Sacramento. Like we're really not high on a lot of people's priorities list because if you if you're not big enough to play um, the Golden One Center, then your next option is basically Harlow's or the Crest Theater. So we we're not high on a lot of people's priority list because we don't have that cool middle of the range concert venue that people really want. So we get shirked on a lot. And But Sack is so hungry. Like when you go to see Chris Webby on a Tuesday night, right? Tuesday night. And it is packed to the rafters in Harlow's and the crowd is just going bananas for Webby, chanting and screaming. And he's like, yo, Sack, you guys brought it. I got to come back. I'm coming back. Well, yeah, how about coming back on a Friday? Show us we, some love. We saw Webby on a Monday. It was a Monday. A You're right. Monday. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. We saw Webby on a Monday, Token on a Wednesday. We yeah. saw Locksmith, Greaves, and uh, who was the third one? Locksmith. Greaves, Webby, um, gosh. Locksmith, Greaves, and Webby. That's yeah, what, that, that, that was, was that thing. show, yeah. And that was like a Wednesday. And or the Thursday. crowd was insane and intense. And every time they say, yo, this is crazy. Monday night, Wednesday night, you guys brought it. Thank you so much. I love you. Sacramento, we're definitely coming back. But it seems like between then and, and when they come back around, they forget and they come back again on the Tuesday. Imagine how hyped we'd be on a Friday night. Give us a Friday night, dude. Like we could we could support you on a Friday night even more. But I think the thing is, and you have to realize, like if we're out and we're doing our show, right? And we know we can sell tickets in Sacramento on a Wednesday. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably rather be in LA or the Bay Area on a Friday. On a Friday night. I mean, yeah. that's it. That's that just makes the bottom sense. line. I yeah. mean, I know it's not great for us, but it is what it is, you know? Yeah. I mean, it sucks, but I mean, I put myself in, you talk about, I try to look at things from the other perspective, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I'm if I'm an artist and I'm doing shows, like if we're out on the road show, you know what I mean? In the 209 to Infinity Road Show, I'd rather be, I'd rather be in uh, San Luis Obispo on a Friday and Fresno on a Wednesday. Yeah, good call. And you it kind of makes sense if you're going to the Bay or Southern California, yeah. you're in SAC, then you're in the Bay, then you head to SoCal. Like it, it's kind of the way it's laid out too. And as long as we keep, keep showing them that we're willing to show out on a Monday or a Wednesday, why would they change to, you know what but, I mean? But for the record, I don't know if you noticed, those are all West Coast places we just talked about, Jelly Roll. Right. All West Coast places. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You had mentioned too, I think it was Jelly Roll, that is merch. They didn't have a lot. You were looking. You wanted to support him on the merch side of things. Was it Jelly that didn't have? No, Yellow Wolf. Was it? Oh, it's Yellow Wolf. Yeah. The, so Yellow Wolf used to have uh, sizes that were a little bigger. Yeah. Like three X. Yeah. The the most all you can get now is two X. Damn. And it sucks because, like, Yellow Wolf. And we talked about this when I when I was uh, when I had the ring and we talked about I got the, right. the jewelry and That's stuff. That's right. We did. Like some of the stuff. Like I just I don't vibe with. And then like. And oh, I don't know if you knew this. Like I knew this, but I never really put it together. Did you know like he's half Cherokee? I have heard that before. I, that he's so that Indian. really yes. like think about him being half Cherokee. Like a lot of the the stuff that he does fashion wise, like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you yeah. know, with the like the you know the the stringy, you know the yeah. Indian, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's, just, he's got feathers and boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. yeah he's. Yeah. I told like I like I heard it when we watched the Yellow Wolf thing on Crackle. Yes. Yeah, we talked about. They it. talked about it when they yeah. were down in New Mexico and he went fucking batshit crazy on that dude. And he was burning his memories in the yeah, fire yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I totally forgot about that. But then I heard that or I read something the other day and I was like, oh man, like why didn't I ever put two and two together? Like, yeah. come on, dude. His fashion sense fits. But in. on the other side of that, I talked about when. Is he does some stuff that I just really don't vibe with, but then there's other shit that I hella vibe with. Like, and one things that he does, like right now he's got a, it, it's called uh, it's Slum American, but Slum Puppy, but it looks like the slush puppy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. 
Dude, I used to go to John's Pit Stops and get blue, yeah. powder blue slush puppies yes. all the time. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. On the way to downtown to go to the card store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then come back and get some mambas and some now and laters. Right. You right. know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, that's, 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 yeah. so, so, like, I see Slow American plus a Slow American slash slush puppy combo. I yeah. want that. Yes. But it's yeah. 2X. What right. size is your shirt? This is a 2X. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that, yeah. It looks like a soccer shirt, actually. Yeah, now that it I might think be. About it's, it. a, it's a Puma shirt. I think it is. It does dude. have like a, kind of a soccerish logo going on there. Yeah, I got it at. Uh, do you love it? I got it at Ross. Oh. Like, <laughs> along with the Puma shoes I was wearing and this hat. Yeah, man, it's a little. You look good. Here. It's nice, bro. You're looking nice. I'm trying, man. Try to match. Nice job of keeping those uh, shoes off the door, bro. Hey, I, we I'm, got rules up in here. Remembering, I'm remembering. Out of bed. But yeah, man, I I feel like um I thought we had had a conversation too about Jelly Roll, how surprised we were being a big guy that he didn't have, like he had done a combination with t-shirt, CD, something like that. That so that. Jelly Roll, if you go to his site, you can get 3X, 4X, 5X on his stuff. Because he's a big dude. He should a, have a that. A big dude. Yeah. On his stuff, though, like when when they were doing like the um the, the merch bundles. combos, the, the bundles, bundles. Yeah. All it was was XL. Like, I understand it's probably easier for packaging and shipping and all that stuff. Right. But like the one dude I thought would be like, yo, we're not doing that would be Jelly Roll. Yeah. And he may not be in charge of that. He may not even know what's going yeah. on. I don't he know. He might how have works. somebody. And, and at one point, if you remember, Strange Music was doing the distributing for his stuff. So that right. might have been a Strange Music thing. I don't it's know. possible. Yeah. And that, but that it could just very like, well be. like when, I mean, his albums was a self medicated. Is that what it's called? I yes. Forget. Yes. It was one of my albums of the year. I love that album. And I actually wanted to buy the album just to help support him. And I was like, yeah. oh, cool, man. Maybe I'll swoop this up. I was like, oh, man, that's a pretty dope shirt. You get a shirt, a CD, and there was something else with it. Right. With the bundle, and it was like 40 bucks. Right. I was like, done. Yeah. I'll probably spend 35 on a shirt at a fucking concert. Oh, easy. 30, hands right? down. So, yeah. so I was like, and I get to the hard copy of the CD. Yeah. And it's signed, I think. Yeah. Cool, man. Done. Shirt, XL. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's cool. When I'm in seventh grade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not working. It's not panning out too well. Yeah, man. yeah it's Shit. crazy. Yeah, I've been it, it, he's talking about music frustrations. I, um, a big one for me that I was incredibly excited about that we have gotten nothing more from was the Bruno Mars Anderson Pac collabo album, uh, which is titled, they, they call their group Silk Sonic. They gave us that single. I'ma leave the door open. I'ma leave the door open, girl. Love, love, love that song. They dropped it and they talked about how they weren't gonna give us the album all at once because they didn't want to just be a trending topic for a couple days. They were gonna hit us with singles and spread it out and make it last longer. I get that. Uh, I listened to leave the door open or leave the, the door wide open. I listened to that shit for like three or four weeks straight. Like. And since then, they have performed it on numerous award shows, music shows, they've made videos, they've done live versions. They've gotten every ounce of traction they could get out of that song they possibly could. And we've gotten nothing else. And I told you, I could predict that that would be, if not my favorite album of the year, uh, it'd be in my top five for sure when it dropped. Cause I'm a big Bruno fan, big Bruno fan, big Anderson Pac fan. I was so excited for that. But all right, fellas, that was like, four months ago maybe that we got that single and we've heard nothing not even a whispering or a hint of another single not a notification of when this album might come out they've given us zero to the point now again where similar to mount westmore i was excited i'm not excited anymore i'm just angry now fellas like i feel like you're taking advantage of our fandom you know we want it and we're gonna buy it whether you drop it or not you know or whenever you drop it but come on man we're excited we ate up the song you gave us at least give us another single quit playing quit playing with us man drop it it's done i know it's there so what's the holdup? I just don't understand at a certain point where if the album's done, why sit on it? Or why sit on and giving us a couple more singles? Like, let's go, let's go, let's do it. Like, I'm just, I'm ready for that, man. I'm, I've, uh, I made a decision. I don't know if I talked to you about this yet. I listened to the first two Chris Webby singles that dropped because Webby has now started releasing singles. And then come December, he'll do like he always does, I'm sure, and give yeah. us a full album. I liked the first two singles. He's dropped a few more since then. I'm not listening to them. I have made the decision now that I'm gonna wait on the rest. 
So when I get notification that Chris Webby's dropped a single, I just skip right past it. I totally ignore it. I'm going to wait till he gives us the full album and I'm going to listen to the album entire in its entirety from front to back as I feel like an album is supposed to be enjoyed. And then I'm going to give my judgment, my take on it. Because up until this point, I've been judging Chris Webby album strictly on, all right, I heard all the songs. Now I skim through it real quick because I, I to the new ones. And then I say how I feel about the album. I'm not going to do that. I'm not listening to any more singles. I'm going to wait till he picks the songs he wants on the album, puts the new ones on the album, and then I'm going to sit down and listen to it and tell you how I feel about it. You're going to hold strong on that? I have so far I have. I listen even when the one comes out next week with Locksmith. Yeah, I'm gonna try. I know that's gonna be difficult, man. And he's just kidding. I don't know if that's coming out. uh, I just just was like, what if it was like? I know uh, they work together. I I figured you knew something. I didn't. I know they work together all the time. No, I just say like that sounds like a great plan. Yeah. Right. But then like every time like like I'm like I don't even want to listen, right? And then like the next week it was like. Chris Webby, new single with Chris Calico, and I was like, ah, and supposedly he's got a track with DMX. That one's going to be hard to not listen to because I can't even picture those two dudes in the same room, like let alone on a track. I can't picture them even having a conversation, let alone recording a song together. So that I might have a hard time skipping, but I'm going to try to stand firm because I feel like that's how albums are meant to be digested. Excuse me, how they're meant to be digested. They're not meant to be single 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 and then i'm gonna pick and choose and make an album and then give it to you with two new ones and here you go like i have a harder time giving an album a fair shake that way i think because i'm already a little jaded because i've heard it i'm like oh well fuck he didn't put that song on there that i really liked but he did put this one that i'm not a fan of um so yeah i'm i came to that decision and i'm gonna try to stay strong uh and not not uh not veer veer off course but we'll see if i can do it so far there's been a couple singles since the first two beautiful man savage just pulled out his winter and the wolves by greaves that is an amazing album man beautiful piece of vinyl the artwork's incredible got this at a concert yes you did see pulled the trigger yes and i regretted not pulling the trigger and ordered it offline afterwards Yeah. yeah i was so disappointed in myself I'm not disappointed in you. I understood the process, bro. Yeah, uh, it's a great album, man. But yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I think I'm going to listen to that later today, buddy. Yeah, I listened to it. Uh, I did put it on. I put on the, uh, what's the EP that he released? I can't remember the name of it now. The one that I bought when we, the one that I got that you wanted when we got the. Yeah, I ordered it online. Collections of Mr. Nice Guy Yeah, or that's the one. Yeah, I listened to that one last week. Such a great album. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, speaking of vinyl, I have a little story about our local record store here before you get to that i yeah. want to tell you one more thing yeah no do it uh i do want to give you a little bit of potentially positive news i love it regarding mr uh mr roll okay Jelly uh, roll. despite my uh frustrations with him currently one of the things I, I do he's one of the people that i pay attention to on social media yeah he's very active yeah uh, usually um in most for the most part entertaining um he does uh, Instagram stories and he will do ask me a question. Yeah. And usually half of the time it's people saying, can I bang your wife? <laughs> or like, hey, yeah. I really want to have a threesome with you and your, with, bon- with Bunny. And he's like, contestant number two, come on down. Yeah, 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 yeah. DM Bunny and she'll do the fucking vetting process. Yeah, yeah. So uh, as part of it is that, but then also like he does a lot of stuff like he's he's been golfing out with people and yeah. doing other things. Yeah. Um, but he did the other day when he, for the most part, anytime he's he does he'll do like a Q and A thing, and he will answer things. And every time he's been asked something, he'll be like, "Oh man, I'd love to do this with them. I they, maybe we'll get in contact." Oh, I'm always been a Wiz Khalifa fan, you know, da da da. But then anytime they like he got asked one time he was like hey when when's the next uh when's the next jelly roll struggle jennings album coming out and he was like oh pay attention you know what i mean so like like something's in the works right we got a waylon and willie possibly coming down the pipe soon well he said that that was before waylon and Wailing four came out oh it was literally like two weeks before it dropped got you got you um and we talked about that on the podcast how they announced it on instagram live which i thought was super cool like hey dropping right now it is freaking nine o'clock or it is midnight on the east coast which means it's dropping now so they did the drop 
on lives and then you go right. to Spotify and it was there. Right, right, right. So anytime he's been asked about something specific, yeah. you can tell of, oh, that'd be something that'd be cool down the road or this is something's in the works. Yeah. Uh, he was asked a question. This was uh, maybe Friday, maybe Thursday. I don't remember what day it was. Right. And somebody asked him, any chance of ever getting a Yellow Wolf and Jelly Roll album? Oh, shit. Yeah. And he said... Somebody needs to stay out of my inbox. <laughs> okay. Okay. Which to me means. Yeah. You know something you something, ain't supposed to know. Something. Yeah. 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 Is already moving. Yeah. Oh, that would be. How phenomenal would that be, man? That's, I mean. Yeah. I, I mean, I. Th- it, it seems like there's a lot of these artists who like, you know, they're all buddies and they're doing stuff together. And. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's cool. And I like Struggle and I like Jelly and I like. Yella and I like all these guys. God damn it, boy, you're getting it. Yeah. God, <laughs> God damn it. I love that. It's so good. Yeah, he's grown up Southern Cartman, man, 100. percent Yeah. But uh, anyway, so that's potentially positive news. I mean, uh, I'd love to. I'd love to get a Jelly Roll. Uh, oh, that would be Yellow Wolf album. I I, my, I like. Mind blown. Like those two dudes on the same track. I mean, j- j- Jelly handling the hooks, and you already got Yellow Wolf. That's a hook master, so they get together and, and work on the hooks. Plus. You, the verses forget about it i mean yeah that would be amazing dude with 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 uh i'd like to hear jelly i like jelly roll on uh yellow wolf production like his the people that work his band his people that create his music i feel it's just so tailor-made and so perfect for jelly it's not that i don't like jelly's beats i do but whoever yellow is working with is like next level like it's just a whole nother level like i'd love to hear that album like come on bring it on let's go let's couldn't agree go. more anyway i just wanted to throw that out there because yeah. we, we just basically dropped about 15 minutes of negativity about yes. the music world yeah so. well, we were, yeah potentially some positive yes there's always something on the horizon hey man this this uh evidence album that i'm absolutely falling in love with right now i had no idea it was even supposed to drop it dropped i'm a fan i've been a fan of evidence since dilated peoples and i love his solo work his last album whether or not is incredible i i've got the vinyl and i'm loving this album uh actually bought it right here at the mad monk vintage uh aka formerly fka rasputin's records do you know how long i've been a fan of evidence how long <laughs> ever since i started watching csi <laughs> hey this guy this guy come on dad joke number one thank you it. yeah done um dude i love the album so much and i've been streaming it since it dropped and i just had to have a physical copy and so a few weeks back when we recorded I'm like, dude, I'm going to drive right by the Mad Monk. Let me just give him a call. And uh, shit, it's it's like right, literally, I can see it from the freeway yes, as I'm sir. heading home. So I call and I go, hey, you know, I just wanted to see, do you guys have the new album on vinyl? It's by Evidence. It's called Unlearning, Volume 1. And she goes, oh, we don't look up product for our customers. And I'm like, what? Yeah, we don't look up product for our customers. Um... You've just got to come down and see for yourself if we have it. We're open till five today. And I was kind of like taken aback by that. Like I've never had a record store or any store do that, like where they won't check to see if they have something. And so I was kind of like, oh, okay. And I hung up and then I sat there and stewed in it for a minute. Like what the fuck these people, you're not going to take for starters. Most of the time your, uh, your product base is on a computer. So you're right there at the register and you can type in evidence, unlearning, volume one, hip hop, click, 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 enter. Oh yeah, we got five copies or no, we don't. Or let's just say for argument's sake, they don't have everything locked into the computer like most record stores do. How hard would it have been to be like, hey Susie, you wanna go over to hip hop and go to E and see if evidence unlearning is there for me? Um, They wouldn't do that. They And I get what they're trying to do. They want you to come in because obviously if they don't have it, they want you to spend money on something else. So they want you to come in, but fuck man, customer service is dead. So I almost didn't stop. I was that angry. I'm like, fuck it, I'm going home. I'm not, they're not getting my business. But I'm like, Bill, there ain't a record store within 50 miles of your house. You're literally gonna drive right past it. It's not out of your way. Pull in and see if they got it. So I did, I pulled in. They had three copies. I grabbed a copy of that, got the Evidence album on vinyl. And as I'm walking out, I just peruse through the CDs. Because what's a CD that you and I are always looking for? The Dangerous Crew compilation. Uh So whenever I'm at a record store, I look for that. And the cool thing about 
uh, Mad Monk is they've got all the CDs in a rack, but then they've got these drawers that pull out where they've got even more. So you're looking at A. A continues down under the drawer. So I look for the Dangerous Crew album with Too Short. Uh, I think it's called Don't Try This at Home. They don't have it. I can't find it. I have never been able to find it. Oh, we have had it. Yeah. In our hands. Savage came across it and didn't At, at Rasputin. At Rasputin? So it ain't there no more. Somebody it was, got it. It was 10.99. Oh, man. And I was like, uh, 10.99 for UCD? Like, you know, 4.99, yeah. 6.99. Right. I was like, I'll just wait. Because, you know, sometimes like, you'll come back and it'll be cheaper. Yeah, it's like, hey, all CDs, $1.50 today. Yeah, like they do that sometimes. Yeah. And I put it down. And I was like, nah, forget it, man. Yeah. Kicked myself in the in, in the ass. Yeah. Went back two days later. Gone. Shit. Yeah, that's a... I've looked on eBay. You can get the CD on eBay, but I don't want to pay the kind of money people are asking. And the vinyl, forget about it. It's non-existent. So I get my evidence album. I'm really glad I stopped. And on the way out, I'm perusing through the CDs. I haven't fucking bought a CD since we got pretty much since we started uh, getting Spotify. Since you turned me on to Spotify, dude, I have not bought a CD. So I'm clicking through the CDs and I don't see the dangerous crew. And I pull out a drawer and there is the the 213 album. Uh, 213 The Hard Way is the name of the album. Now, this is an album that I never owned back in the day. When this came out, I was kind of off of Warren G and off of Snoop. Came out in 2004. But this is kind of the original Mount Westmore. It's Nate Dogg, Warren G, and Snoop Dogg. They started in 213. 213 was their group prior to The Chronic, prior to, you know, Regulate, prior to Doggy Style. These three guys were in a group. So it was rumored that they were going to make an album for years and years and years and it never happened, kind of like Mount Westmore, and I gave up. So when it finally dropped, again, I was like, screw these guys. I never listened to it. Never bought it. I remember the single groupie was on uh, on the radio, but I was like, yeah, I didn't check it. Well, over years, I started checking it out on um, YouTube. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a good album. I want it. Why did I never buy this album? It's incredible. Well, it's out of print. You can no longer get it. Anybody who has it on eBay or stuff, they want like $20, $30 for it. Um, so I kind of gave up. And I just happened to be sliding a rack out, and there it was for $7.99. So not only did I get my record, but I got this CD, dude, and I have been bumping it nonstop. It's in the deck, and I never take it out. I've just been bumping. It's like 17 tracks or something like that. All different top-notch producers. It's Warren, some of the best lyrics you've ever heard from Warren, like ever. Warren G's does his thing. Snoop doing what Snoop always does. And then Nate, just handling the hooks, man. And it's a beautiful album that... But I couldn't even remember the last time I wanted a CD, like in my collection. But I have no clue why this album is out of print, why you can't get it anywhere, why it's not streaming, like it's not on Spotify. Like, it's a... Is this the song from the Dangerous Crew album? Yeah, so good, man. You had it in your hand, Savage. This is dope. Is this the one with the horns? Uh. Get it, dog. So good, man. But yeah, I, uh... When these horns come in, Bill's gonna lose his shit. He does every time we hear it. I do, dude. Yeah, it's, it's the hook, right? Yes. Dude, there's nothing yeah, better than a good horn section in a hip hop song, I don't remember if the rest of the Dangerous Crew album is any good. I've listened to it on YouTube, but I would buy the CD for this song alone. I mean, come on, that's top-notch, vintage, too short. And that's that Dangerous Crew production. That's that Ant Banks with the live bands that you just don't get anymore, man. It's so epic. Oh, my God, dude. Beautiful. You got this song called Leave It Alone. Uh, you got another song, a couple songs with Shorty B, a couple songs with Pee Wee. You got a song called uh, Trouble with Spice One, Too Short, J-Dub. You got Buy You Some with Eric Sermon, Too Short, which actually ended up on the uh, Getting It album. Yes, it did. That's a great uh, song, the Freddie too. Freddie B track. Uh, there's a couple Goldie tracks. There's a song called Funk Session with Shock G and Too Short. Oh, that's, a, that's the other one. That, yeah. That's amazing, dude. Yeah. Uh, so good. There's a good song with Father Dom on there. Another one with Shorty B. 
Shorty B will actually surprise you. Like he's the one who plays bass, like in the in the band. That he raps, dude. They're, the Shorty B songs are good, but yeah. So I found one right now on uh, eBay. Yeah. You know how old this is? The one that this dude's selling. It's 97, 98, somewhere in that ballpark. 95. 95, okay. There's one this dude's selling. Uh-huh. It, it shows the picture of the front, the back, the CD, and then the, the lining cover, uh-huh. which is pretty nice yeah. you know, for him to do. Uh, on the back, big white box made for BMG Direct Marketing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, he, he's got a promotional copy. Promo copy. No, no, no. That's like BMG. Like. Uh, oh, he like got a, it from the, the club. CD, the, the CD, CD club. club. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's a BMG, the Jive Zamba was owned by them, too, so it's like... How much is he selling it for? 22. 22. See, I'm, I had it in my hand, man. Had it in my hand. Plus 480 shipping. Oh, shit. Yeah, so see, that's what I'm talking 27. about. 27. 27. That's a lot of money, man. For a 27 for four tracks, five tracks that you know you like. Right. But... But you got it in your, got it in your collection. Yes, dude. It's tough, man. It's tough. I'm gonna keep looking. I'm gonna keep. It's, it's the, here, and here's the problem that I have, man. Yeah. Is uh, you know when you want something and you want something and then you finally get it and you're like, well now what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do I do with What's this? my next bet? Yeah. Well, I, I got it, but like, well now what do I want to? Right. What's right. my passion now? Right. Yeah. No. I. I and well, the thing I always fear too is. It's like, I got that 213 CD, and I'm like, you know what's going to happen next week? They're going to be like, 213's now on Spotify. Stream it all you want. And I've been looking forever, and you can't get it. And because Amp Banks, um, one or two of his albums were not streaming. And all of a sudden, um, all of Amp Banks' catalog is up on Spotify. And it wasn't originally. So I keep hoping, I keep checking back in on Spotify for the Dangerous Crew album, Don't Try This at Home. And it's, yeah, it's not there. But uh, I keep hoping that it's going to happen, but it just hasn't yet. And that's always my biggest fear. Like, you go spend that top dollar, and then they go, oh, guess what? Surprise, it's streaming. Like, it's- Oh, my gosh, dude. Guess what else is on sale here? What? The Dangerous Crew, Don't Try This at Home. Yeah. Cassette. Oh, shit. Sealed. With the Al's Pawn and Music. Yeah. Sealed, man. That's how pretty cool. Much, how much? Yes. 15. Higher or lower? Up. 25. 28. 2795. For a tape. Shit. But brand new sealed. Yeah, that's, that's a big deal. Cool. That's cool. Did you hear that a brand new sealed copy of uh, Super, going back to our video game episode, Retro Gaming, a brand new sealed copy of Super Mario 64, unopened, in the box, in the plastic, went for 1.5 million with an M. million that sold for me. I'm looking at my copy that didn't have a box, didn't have a case, was open, that I paid $25 for going like, holy shit. So you're telling me the instruction booklet, the box and the plastic adds a million dollars to the price tag? Holy shit. Like, oh my God. Had we known back in the day that some of this stuff would have been valuable, would you not have bought two copies oh, and left one unopened? Yeah. Hey, yeah. okay, retrospect. How much would it? Hindsight's 2020, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do, man? Yeah. What are you going to do? 1.5 million for a video game. Who paid that? Who wanted that so badly? And, and it's like you said, once you have it, what do you do then? Because you know you ain't opening it and playing it. He's going to put it on a fucking shelf, and it's just going to be to look at. How cool is that for, for 1.5 million? Like, there it is. Yeah, that's it. Super Mario 64. There it is. I mean, what the fuck? Like, I'm sure that person has, that's, that's like you and me buying a PS5. Right, right. Oh, Whatever, yeah. man. I'm sure 1.5 million has got to be a drop in the bucket for dude. If he, if he can even think about that, if you're even in the ballpark where you're like, yeah, you know, 1.5 mil, that's doable. Like you, you've got more money than you know what to do with at that point. Like, cause I couldn't even fathom like p- spending twenty five dollars on an opened copy that's just the game without the case or the box or anything. I was like, "Damn, twenty five bucks, dude! Well, come on, help a brother out. Like, do me a favor. Let, can we do twenty? Give me a twenty twin twin. Like, yeah, man. But yo, yo, twenty so, twin twin. So I had a great few weeks back. Last time we recorded, actually, I had a great trip to the record store. I was really long story short. I was mad. 
and I am disappointed in their customer service. I think that's ridiculous that they won't tell you if they have something. But I was really glad I stopped because I got an amazing vinyl record with the Evidence album and that 213 album I've been bumping non, non-stop. Like, I slept on that record. Do you own that CD? I do not. You don't either. Yeah. See, I was kind of at that point, I was like, Snoop, I'm done with Snoop. I'm over Warren. You know what I was thinking about the other day? What's that? Was, I think I have a box of CDs somewhere. More? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm missing things that are popping up in my head that I know I had, and I right. know I didn't sell. Right. Like, maybe they're in a garage. I don't know. Somewhere. So I have a box somewhere. There's got to be. Because I'm missing... I I have all the No Limit records. Oh, yeah. Like You, you were that heavy into No Limit? Well, okay. what happened, yeah. I really enjoyed them, but then, like, I worked at Target at the time. Right. So anytime anything came out... Like the Master P album dropped. It was like eight ninety eight at Target. Right. Well, I work Tuesday morning, so I pick it up. Right. Put it in the car, you know? We were like, we we're listening to that music. Right. Oh, I was just it was like, oh, new rap album. I bought it. Yeah. Oh, C Murder, bought it. Did you get a discount working? True. There? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Eight ninety eight plus ten percent. What's up? Oh yeah, that's cheap. Out yeah. the door eight eight fifty, you know what I mean? Yeah, I would have been plus I bought my PS my PS two on fucking clearance for nineteen ninety nine. That's right. We talked about that on the <laughs> retro gaming episode. Yes. Yeah. Uh so I, I know I have a box somewhere. I've i I'm gonna have to maybe that'll be my project. Yeah, man. Go digging through some more closets. You never know what you might find. Because I'm missing uh I'm missing the um the DJ Quick, not who's the dudes that roll with DJ Quick? Second to none. Yeah, the second to none album, which I, is a fantastic album. The very first one. Yeah, yeah, I used to have that one too. And I, 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 I know I didn't sell that because you couldn't find it. No, I know I kept it unless somebody stole it. It's out of print right now too. You can't get your hands on it. I loved that record back in the day. Um, but yeah, I was so stoked to get my hands on that. That uh, it was a great day at the record store. I left feeling good, even though I spent probably more money than I should have. Because the, the evidence was $30, man. And I'd say, your vinyl's not cheap. And I, it, oh, 30 plus with tax. Oh, yeah. But, oh, man, yeah. It, it, that is such a good record, man. And I've just been listening to it so much. I know I sound like a broken record at this point. But, man, it's it's that good, man. It was worth $35. Like, I don't feel bad. The artwork's amazing. The record looks good. The record sound. It's one of those records that was meant to be listened to on vinyl. The kind of production he uses and the way he flows sounds very classic boom bap oh you know that kind of production needs to be on vinyl and it's it sounds phenomenal but i uh listening to the 213 album i realized and just since i bought records and since i've been going back i'm gonna do an apology right now oh i'm going to apologize you're forgiven i am a i am a bit of a lyrical snob and you call me bougie bill jokingly but I would say if I'm bougie in any way, shape, or form, it's it's when it comes to lyrics. I, as someone who writes lyrics, dissect people's lyrics. And if I hear a funky line or something that I think is cheesy or doesn't work right, I'm very quick to dismiss someone without giving them a chance. And I did that. I want to give somebody their props. Go ahead. And that's Warren G. I, um, I, after his first record would regulate the G-Funk era... I wrote that dude off. The first half of that album is phenomenal. And then the second half, he's got some questionable lyrics. He isn't the best lyricist. And I've always said for a long time, he's such an incredible producer. I don't know why he doesn't do what Dr. Dre does and have somebody else write his lyrics. Like, But that being said, since I got back into vinyl, I got Regulate the G-Funk Era on vinyl. I've gone back and I've re-listened to uh, I Want It All. And that's an amazing record. Um Reality, take a look over my shoulder. Might be that's his second album on Def Jam. That might be my favorite Warren G album, even more so than Regulate the G Funk Era. Those three albums, the Regulate the G Funk Era, Reality, take a look over my shoulder, and I Want It All. Those three records are phenomenal, man. Like I, uh, War, it's just fun. It's fun, feel good music. The beats are incredible. Uh, that G Funk, that classic G Funk production that, that only Warren G can do. Is so good and sounds so amazing on vinyl and lyrically warren is just so relaxed it's like he's just talking to you he's having a conversation you can't take anything he's saying too seriously because it's not intricate crazy flows or patterns or punch lines he's just talking to you about his life and the lbc and what he wants to do but he definitely from that first album progressively got better and i dogged that dude i made fun of that dude but those three albums are phenomenal 
Um, he deserves all the props while he's still here. He doesn't get enough credit for pretty much single-handedly bringing in the G-Funk era. Like, if he doesn't bring the 213 demo tape to Dr. Dre and play it and have Dr. Dre go, yo, who's this? Like, what is this? He goes, oh, that's me and Nate and Snoop. That's our group, 213. Yo, bring Snoop to the studio, like, immediately. Like, and Warren calls Snoop, brings him to the studio. The rest is history. And it's well documented that Warren was responsible for finding the samples for the chronic. Dre would give Warren four or 500 bucks, send him to the record store. Warren would buy four or 500 bucks worth of vinyl and then dig through and tell Dr. Dre, yo, I think this sample would be dope. This sample would be dope. This sample would be dope. Because the genius of Dr. Dre is he finds the brilliance in other people and uses it. And it's like a collaborative effort. So Warren doesn't bring the 213 demo tape to that. It was at a bachelor party and have the DJ play it. Dre doesn't hear it, make the call to bring Snoop to the studio, and then have Dre work on the chronic. We may not have G-Funk as we know it today. So he is like the architect. There's a uh, documentary that Netflix did called G-Funk, or G- the G-Funk era. And it's all about Warren and how instrumental he was. Like, everybody's Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, G-Funk, G-Funk. It was Warren is the architect of that sound. Like, his brother's Dr. Dre, but when you hear a Warren G beat, it doesn't sound like Dr. Dre. He has his own distinct style. He ushered in the G-Funk era, man, as we know it, with the soft beats, with the gritty vocals and the singing. Uh, and I just never gave him the props he deserves or the props he's due, and I love his music. So heartbeat props to Warren G, man, and my apologies for being Bougie Bill, the lyrical snob. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Well, look, it's just it's who you are, man. You, you sometimes, like... All you can do is grow from that. Yeah. You know, like, like maybe just because something cheesy like this doesn't mean I shouldn't give Snake Eyes a try. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you and I have been talking about the Snake Eyes movie. The trailer for, in the theater looks good, but then the more trailers I see where they introduce the other G.I. Joe characters, I'm like, oh, don't do that. I just think that Snake Eyes, the trailer looks good. There's going to be some, obviously, some martial arts and some action. Like, I just, I feel like... If you just go into it with like a, an open mind, I think you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, it's possible. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's going to be a maybe it's going to be a flaming piece of it's poop. It's <laughs> did you need to whisper the poop like <laughs> it's a family show, Bill? I know. Yeah. Flaming piece of poop, Dookie. <laughs> Bill, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that was cross- the Dookie was crossing the line. I get it. <laughs> hey, the Dookie has hit the fan, my friend. <laughs> FCC line one. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Beep. Yeah. Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> she's still here. Yeah, she works there still God. on occasion. She's part time now. Uh, but yeah, man, I I, uh, I hear what you're saying on that one. It could be good, but unfortunately, the GI Joe franchise has a bad track record. Like uh, the first one was so bad that then they, you know, whenever a franchise is bad and they got to go get Bruce Willis and they got to go get The Rock to try to save it, and it still isn't great. Like uh, there's a problem. That's what happened with the Fast and Furious franchise. They were kind of slipping, and they went and got The Rock, and they went and got Jason Statham, and tried to turn it around, and it worked. But for GI Joe, it didn't work like they never had a real well-received movie and you know i, I forget how many now the had. racing cars on spaceship spaceship oh dude the fast and furious franchise got is ridiculous what they do but uh i like Hobbs and shaw i just i didn't i've never i don't know how the new they were got family did they release the new did fast nine finally come out yeah it, it came did. out a week before Black Widow. I oh, think. okay. So it did drop. I haven't heard anything. Like, it's been real quiet on that front. July 2nd. Yeah, 4th of July weekend. Okay. Yeah, I didn't hear nothing about that. Not Have you ever um, wanted something and then it didn't happen and then you just start grasping at straws to try to keep yourself positive and talk, it, talk your way into it? Yes. I have a theory. Uh-huh. The mud mouth vinyl... Uh-huh. And distribution yes. isn't going to happen until they release the movie. Because the Mudmouth movie is coming out. Is it a documentary about no, how they made No, it's a movie. It? He made a movie. Just called Mudmouth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he... Remember... I, I remember I thought, him talking about yeah, that. Yeah, they actually. shot it in Mexico City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, He got like a $1 million check from somebody to make a movie. Huh. RPM. This is one, like, one RPM. 
it's like a real story. It's not a documentary on the making of the. Yeah, album. it's a movie. Yeah, okay. You know, Yellow Wolf. You know, got the little bit of the acting bug when he was in uh, Peanut Butter Jelly Time. <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, peanut butter falcon yeah aka peanut butter falcon yeah, yeah. okay gotcha and uh he made he made a movie you know it was when in 2020 when you know he was just doing everything but just yeah. not releasing anything. right yeah absolutely it was yeah. like all, he was all you know all over the place peanut butter falcon was amazing yellow wolf's part was small but he was well cast he was perfectly cast hey. in it that movie's fun, man. It's just a good, feel-good movie. Like, I felt good. Man. After. I've watched it twice. It doesn't get old. Did you see that actor who played the um, overweight overweight funny guy that was sarcastic who had a chip on his shoulder? Oh, you mean Scott Bittner? Yeah. Perfectly yeah. cast. Perfectly <laughs> cast. Perfectly cast, man. That guy is a, that guy's a star in the making. Yeah. yeah. So Ye Yellow Wolf played a... Uh, Yellow Wolf played a... Uh, a, a down south uh, alcoholic worker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough guy. Yeah. Nailed it. Yep. He basically a redneck thug. He was the yeah. muscle. He was that dude's muscle. Yeah. Like, go over there, kick his ass. You got it, boss. You know, like, it's kind of like. You got right? it, boss. <laughs> Dude, it's like, uh, I saw an interview with Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo was on, uh, um, shit, what was he on? Uh, uh, the pod, he was on a podcast. Uh, Joe Rogan? No, what's the other one I've been listening to? The guy that uh, King and the Sting, La Fondizi said I look like. Oh, Steve O. Steve O's podcast, Wild Ride with Steve O, and and uh, basically, uh, it's an interesting story. That dude has had an interesting story. Danny Trejo was a boxer in prison. He was a prison boxer, a champion, and uh, he got noticed by a, a movie producer after that, and started getting cast in Hollywood films, like as a, as an extra, like a lot. And he said, but like, look, for the first 10 years of my career, he's like, I didn't have a name. He's like, I was a uh, Latino thug number one, gangster number two, like tough guy number one, like Chicano essay number seven. Like, he's like, it wasn't until, well, he's like, I was 10 or 12 years before I actually got like, oh, you're Fernando in a movie. Like literally like, he's like, but you know what? I didn't care, man. I was getting paid. He's like, I'm out of prison. Like, you want to put me in a movie and to stand there and look tough? Like. Not a problem. I, you, you, where do I sign up? Well, there's. Uh, I saw. I saw an interview where um, Terry Crews talked about that. Yep. How similar? First three or four roles he ever got, totally typecast. Yeah. Like he's in like, like and then like, big black strong. Right. You're gonna be a gangster. You, he has hood. a very small role. He's standing in the background in uh, Training Day with Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke. Did you ever hear about how that Training Day thing came about? No. He wasn't even supposed to be in the movie. Right. I he, didn't hear that. He just no. went. He was doing some small time stuff. He just went there because he knew Denzel was there. Oh, okay. Ended up in the movie somehow. I could totally see him doing that. He's very positive, very driven. Like I could see that. Yeah. He was uh, like a like security for Ice Cube on one of the Friday movies. And he begged Cube. That's how he got that role in the third Friday film is, I forget his character's name, Damon. I think he was Damon. Like he was the next uh, Zeus. Like Debo. He was the next Debo character. Yeah. He got that. He was a football player and then he was doing security and he was like, yo, Cube, hook me up, put me in. A like he just stayed on him enough that he got that role because he was just super persistent and pushed him until he finally just broke and let him do it. But yeah, no, I didn't hear that about training day. I knew he was in it. I've seen clips or literally he's just standing there while Denzel's doing his famous, I'm King Kong. I will burn this motherfucker down. And he's standing there like, wow. Yeah. Oh, you motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm putting cases on all y'all motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. How classic is that scene? What an amazing movie. I can remember the first time watching that and just like on the edge of my seat, like biting my nails, like, oh my God, what's gonna happen? That scene when the when the Latino gangsters, it might've been Danny Trejo, could've, he could've been in there. <laughs> there's a scene where the- Are you typecasting? Yeah, there's a scene where the Mexican gangsters are about to chop him up and then they find his wallet with the, with the or they find that, is it the daughter's wallet? Like that scene is insane. It's like, where did you get? This is my niece's wallet or whatever. Like, how the hell did you get your hands on this? He's like, hey man, no, she was getting jumped today and I stopped the guys from getting her and I picked it up and they're just about to kill him before they find that wallet. And then they let him go. And then he goes after Denzel. That is such a good movie. When uh, he, he's just so many classic lines in there when he goes, uh, 
you got a dick, right? And he goes, what? He goes, you got a dick. Yeah, I got a dick. Well, then reach to the right or the left of it, pull your wallet out, and pay for my breakfast. <laughs> Boom, and they take off. Like, there's just so many epic moments in that movie, man. Denzel, what, what a legend, dude. What an absolute just legend, dude. But yeah, Terry Crews is in that. Uh, Can I tell you about another legend? Yes, please. You talked about him. Okay. Who are we talking about? Shohei Otani. Uh-huh. Yeah. The Angels. He got Pitcher, $150,000 uh-huh. for being in the Home Run Derby. Shoo. Whatever. That's, I didn't know that, you got paid to do that. Yeah, yeah. So he got 150000 for participating. I thought that was just an honor. Like you just showed 150000 Okay. Took the check. Uh-huh. Cashed it. Yeah. And then broke it down and gave 30 Angels employees $5,000. Wow. He took his $150,000 that he got from that right. and gave it to all the employees, Angel's employees, to thank him for their hard work. That's amazing, man. What an incredible story. Like, that's the kind of stuff we need more hey, of. If the, hey, and I'll tell you what. Maybe he's just a really good dude. Yeah. Right? But I, I'm i telling you, man, he came from a place where the culture is different. Yes. Oh, and absolutely. Where we, where we need more of that here. Yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. The fact, I didn't even don't even feel like you should get paid to play in the all-star game yeah. like i don't understand that like why are you are they having hard, that hard of a time getting people to show up to put on a show that they got to start offering a hundred and fifty thousand dollars like what no it's just i mean it's just for part of, it's not it's it, it is for show but i mean to participate they want to get the it's just, just a little something right, right? i just kind of always looked at it as that's an honor i've been named to the all they want me in the home run derby they want me on the all-star team like i did i just thought that was an honor and you showed up and you did it like unless you didn't want to like i had no idea there was money involved i really oh, didn't like, huge amount. most all most guys have an all-star clause in their contract too so they'll get paid extra money too i, I had no idea just thought that was an it's all part of the, it's all part of the negotiation skill you know what i mean yeah yeah hey man scott so here's the deal we're going to pay you this much this much and then you know we talked to my my lawyer and was like here's the deal here's our here's our look here's the thing we'll do uh we're gonna do 52 shows a year but yeah. uh for every Every uh, every ten shows uh, Savage completes, you know, there's gonna be a you know a five hundred dollar bonus. Yeah. So then at the end of the year, you know, you do fifty two, you get you know an extra twenty five hundred in bonuses, things like that. They sure. Do, they should. And if they like call that. us up to the podcasting all star team, yeah. And there's a there's a massive bonus there. Yeah. Right? Hey, if you, yeah. you look, you guys are in the t- if you got hey, there's a two hundred fifty thousand dollar bonus if you guys. Uh, get to the top ten streaming podcast, uh, whatever, whatever shit like that. How you know what I mean? Would that be that, yeah. that kind of thing? So. Yeah. Because I, I just feel like Shohei Otani, obviously, he comes from Japan, um, and the cultures are different. I yeah. feel like, you know, he got $150,000 for participating in the Home Run Derby. You know, he handed out, he broke that down into 30 checks, gave 30 Angels employees $5,000. And then there's people from our country who probably put that $150,000 into their mixtape. Oh, yeah, whatever, or whatever, know, yeah, their pocket, their yeah, yeah, wardrobe, yeah, any. You know, I just thought that was super cool. That's man. interesting, man. So I'm assuming then it's probably the same like the NFL guys, when they go to the Pro Bowl, there's a paycheck involved, I would imagine. Uh, anytime you anytime you participate, yeah. anytime, anytime there's TV money, like yeah, the way I the guess union, that makes any, sense. Anyway, the, in, yeah. These are union guys, so right. there's contracts. Well, like, and they're using like, you to make 100%, money. 100%. If you show up, 100%. people are going to watch, 100%. they're going to make money, so. Hey, people, hey. People watched the Home Run Derby because they watched the Home Run Derby, but more people watched because Shohei Otani was in it. Right. Because he's the hottest thing going. If I had TV, I would have watched it to check him out. Yeah, I'm stoked to go see him live. Yeah, um, yeah, man, that's insane. I didn't know that. So you learn something every day, man. I, I had no idea that you got paid to be in that kind of stuff. I just always think that the Japanese translation for Shohei or for Otani uh-huh. is something to do with a fish. Uh-huh. I swear to God, the angels are up to something with the trout and the salmon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> trout and salmon. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what. Otani shit. is, Otani is uh, Japanese for barracuda. You sons of bitches! <laughs> what, what is going on in Anaheim? It's working. Whatever it is. I feel like I'm in the Truman Show. Yes, it's all. A, it's we're being punked at this moment. Yeah, man. Truman I'm, Show was just an hour, two hours of him being punked, and he didn't even know it his entire life. Right. It was, his whole life was being punked. Man, that was a great movie. Fuck, man. There's so. Jim Carrey. What I, happened? I've got a coworker. She's a ri- she's a nice lady. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do you have to say it like that? I yeah. You yell you know, at her. Yeah. Don't oh, scare her. Oh no, dude! You never. You haven't seen Hangover, huh? No, I have not it's seen from Hangover. Oh, uh, okay. So it's like somebody saying something and like talking bad about somebody, and Zach Galifianakis is like, 
She's a nice lady. <laughs> oh, man. You know how much hell I'm going to catch now for not seeing the hangover? Get We've ready. talked about it before. The I people know. are tired, man. They're tired. Hey, how you feel about Mount Westmore, that's how people feel about you watching Hangover. It's like, I'm just tired of talking about My it. My wife this, owns it, too. I just enough, haven't. This, this, boo, boo. That's terrible. Yeah. You, you knucklehead. <laughs> Thanks. That's terrible. Thanks, Mr. Barkley. That's terrible. You knucklehead. You haven't seen Hangover. Yeah, I know. I got to watch it. Terrible, terrible. My wife terrible. owns it on DVD, not even Blu ray. It's just well, a why, why haven't DVD. you watched it? Because you're tired? I'm tired, tired, tired. You know tired, what? Tired, tired, tired. My t- body weird. <laughs> I'm going to watch Hangover. I think we talked Ain't about it before that I'm afraid because of the hype and how everyone said it was the funniest movie of ever that my my preconceived notions and my expectations are so high that I never watched. Well, I agree. I agreed with you because I don't think it's going to be as funny to you because that's not your life. You don't under like not that you don't understand the life. You didn't live that life. I didn't, you didn't have didn't a, do wolf, the a wolf pack. No, you didn't you didn't do the partying. You didn't do the craziness. You didn't do the insaneness like like that resonated with my group because we did that shit. We were heavy partiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You talked about it. You yeah. were like, hey, man, all right, I'm 18. Got my girl pregnant, getting married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See you later. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, We'll do dude. a podcast in 20 years. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I said we, we had uh, the majority of our friendship has been social media versus for how long we've known each other. I think there was more social media time than there was. I mean, not. Yeah, we're, we're making up for lost time now, man. But yeah, there was a long chunk of time where you and I took different paths and uh but the roads diverged and came back together in the 209 baby that's what's up that's what's up oh god damn it billy <laughs> that's what's up man that's what's up all right man so uh i'll tell you what hopefully we can talk about some music positivity yes. here in the upcoming months i'm looking for some new drops man. Um, some new, do some new stuff to turn mm, drop yes sir uh and then uh yeah some uh, i tell you what man you, you you were like initially like a little put off by the customer service but i tell you what man the universe has a way of taking care of you you know what i mean yeah i'm so glad i ended up going in that day to mad monk i still don't understand why they can't tell you that i mean i understand they want you to come in and spend money regardless there it is it or not i get it but i was disappointed but i found my record and i and then some so well worth it. So glad I forced myself to stop because I was mad. I, I was mad. I believe the saying goes, all's well that ends well. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well worth the trip. I don't don't regret it one bit. Not at all. All right, man. Yeah. Should I take us out of here? Are we- yeah, man. Right. Get us out of here, man. In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, and it ain't good unless you play with it. So get out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the two. Oh, nine. Time is on my side. Creepy. Yes, it is. <laughs> Bye, pal. Peace. <laughs>